0: You're listening to a Big Stick Energy Productions podcast. What up, what up, what up? This is episode four of the Grittisons of Philadelphia podcast here on the Big Stick Energy Productions podcasting network. I'm your host, Eric. Here with three hosts tonight, we have Jim. What's up? Uh, we have Nick one. Hey, I guess that one's me. It was whoever answered first. Uh, it's and, mine now. Um, and we have one of my good buddies played high school hockey with him, played hockey with him. That wasn't a part of high school. And he's a, uh, he's a good dude. He knows his hockey. He, we have a uh, Nick two. It's an absolute pleasure. Yeah. How's it? Long time listener,
1: first time caller.
0: <laughs> dude you're the first one to ever tell us that uh, we sure. have I think four and a half fans we have someone who I don't <laughs> think has legs
2: actually we have <laughs> 11 uh, listeners or uh, we have an audience of 11 uh, per anchor
0: you know so- I just found out and you sent us this the other day that we it dictates which planet our listeners are on <laughs> It's like we have
2: so far they're all from earth and we we really want to expand our horizons a little bit but
0: I, I, kinda wanna, I kinda wanna know, kind of want to. I kind of want to know, like, if we ever get like a one percent from Saturn, what the hell that means for NASA? <laughs> like, uh, maybe that's the clout we need.
3: So we're trying to beat <laughs> Elon Musk to Mars.
0: <laughs> we're
2: the official podcast of Mars, you know. <laughs>
0: um, but uh, how's everyone doing? Hockey's back. It's been a it's been a couple days of a lot of chaos, a lot of shit going on, and i can't really get a reading on what's going on with this entire entire tournament so far there's been upsets there's been fights there's been more fights than there's been in the past three years of hockey um there's so much action i know it's in the first like 10 minutes of the first game against the rangers and hurricanes we had i think we had a goal we had a fight and we had like four huge hits like it didn't make it like it was it was insane it was a lot of people were questioning, like, what the hell is going to happen when these guys get back? And it looked like it was just a bunch of dudes who had a bunch of blue balls for four months. And then, you know, they, once they touched the ice, they erupted. And I'm not complaining.
1: I mean, yeah, when you're rubbing up on big bodies every day for the past five years of your life, and then you can't do it for three months, it's, uh, it definitely wears on you. And that's how I felt.
0: And that's our that's our first sexualized comment from Nick too. Get used to it tonight because we're gonna have a lot of it. This is gonna be a very uh heavily sexual episode we have uh we're recording a little later tonight for for so he could uh, join us and this is um gritison's after dark is what we're gonna get into tonight <laughs> so it's gonna be oh, dirty wait. it's gonna Bro, be it's erotic 10 o'clock what <laughs> I said it's ten o'clock yeah Not it is twelve. <laughs> We are, um, there's some part of the world we're past 12 o'clock, I don't know. So you didn't need to give yeah,
3: away sure. what time it was, you could have kept it a mystery.
0: Exactly, it's Jim's fault. <laughs> I mean, no
2: one really gives a shit. Yeah. If they're listening to this podcast, they don't give a shit. So
3: It's not even 10 o'clock
0: for all of us. Exactly. That's very true, very yeah. true. Um, but, uh, I don't know, I asked how you guys were, and then we got on a whole other topic. I mean, everyone good? Should we just, should we skip past the part of like, yeah, how y'all doing? Yeah, you good? I'm doing
1: great. Thank you for asking. Um, yeah. I, I do have one issue. I, you didn't mention my resume.
0: Oh yes. Yeah, I the, was the supposed thing, to, I was supposed to mention, I, I was supposed to mention that, um, Nick's uh been important to this podcast topic wise, because, uh, as it turns out in the year 2002, great year, by the way, um, Nick was the might of the night at a Flyers game. That is so, correct. Uh, I think we all need to give him a clap. I think we need Look to – Look it up. Hockey DB. Woo! Yeah, we need to – actually... Is it on your hockey DB? No. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine there being like no stats and then just like a big blip. that just says might yeah. of the night. It doesn't dictate what it means either. It just says might of the night.
1: Yeah. I was pretty sick. I stopped two breakaways on the same kid twice fucking waxed him but, and that's uh, what i said in the interview too afterwards
0: how so, so how old were you you were eight right <laughs> uh yes eight yeah eight years and uh well no i guess uh, uh andrea what the hell's her name andrea Helf Helfrich Helf health Helfric? whatever you yes. know who i'm talking about uh yes. i'm assuming she wasn't working there yet so no i think she was probably like 10 so uh
1: not likely. Uh, I think but, uh, it was the big dude, like the big dancing guy. I think it might have been him.
0: We're uh, just to let you guys know, though. We're that's that's a big deal. We're we're sitting in we're sitting in the graces of of pure fame and perfection because you know it takes a lot to become the might of might of the night. There's a lot that goes on. You're yeah, famous I'm for about. Away. You're famous I'm for about away. three hours.
1: Yeah, I mean that's a bit generous. I would say maybe like thirty minutes um but yeah i mean if you want to keep going through my resume we can just knock it down year by year 2004 i i had a oh i had a tournament where i didn't let in any goals um but that was mostly because our team was absolutely stacked and we had kids who were over age who should not have been playing and i averaged like six shots on me every game still made the local paper thanks for coming all
0: right let's next year
1: Two thousand five, my parents got divorced. So, oh.
0: <laughs> so we're getting that, we're was, so. <laughs> that was the big one that year, I'd say. Oh, so we're we're getting into it right now. Yeah. Um okay. <laughs> we got after this? I think it can only go up from here.
1: Yeah, I mean we can fast forward to like when we played in Lake Placid together because
0: nothing yeah. interesting happened before then. Yeah, how about two thousand the year two thousand fourteen? Was it two thousand
2: fourteen? Yeah. That's yeah, because you that. didn't shut up about it for about five
0: weeks. Because uh, it was fucking sick, and we did we beat these douchebags from Boston. I remember dude, it was like every
2: conversation. One time at Lake Placid.
0: Yeah, this one dude. The dude told me in the handshake line that he hopes my mother got hit by a car. Straight up said that to me after we beat him. I don't forget. I I hope that guy's having a good life because I'm the bigger man. I don't want him to know that you know it still hurts that he said that. It was a tough. It was tough luck.
1: I mean, I guarantee you, he's one of the eleven listeners, so
0: he's probably gonna find out now. Oh, good. Well, he can come on the pod and apologize publicly. would Be pretty sick. It would be honestly. It'd be also really weird if he was one of the eleven listeners. Yeah. That's sexy. What else? Yeah. So we so we won in Lake Blasted. We were wicked sick. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know. There was just there was a lot of good there. There was a lot of you know. I think it was. Uh, I don't know anything that happened in between that with your life. I think we, we skipped past that part of the resume. I think we should probably just move on from this topic.
1: Yeah. Let's, let's talk about hockey that people
0: actually care about. Uh, There was something I was going to say, I mean, I care about this. There was something I was going to say about when we played together. Oh, to get, to get into your resume real quick. Um, (laughs) I wasn't good at hockey per se. Wasn't the best. (laughs) But when it co- came to scoring in practice, because Nick, who's a goalie, I knew his—I knew every single hole in his body. That sounded a lot more sexual than I really meant it to sound. But
1: yeah, I think it was appropriately sexual.
0: Yeah, that's good. It's that's good. It, after dark. It is curtains like after dark. Um, yeah, no. But uh, I knew how to light him up.
1: Yeah, for some reason, Eric would always just pick apart my five hole. Um, I don't know. It's maybe it's because the shot was coming slower than all the other ones, and he gave me the off-speed pitch. But uh, yeah, you always had my number on that one.
0: You got to fake it till you make it. That was my motto through my entire hockey career. Oh yeah, I know. All right, let's. All right, let's move on because I feel like that we went we went on a whole deep end there. It's because it's because you're here. We had to catch up. We had to talk about our we had yeah. to talk about our past because we you know we peaked in high school. <laughs> um all right let's have get a second this. peak when i go back to my ged twin peaks see i i'm on to something
2: sure okay. the rabbit holes just keep opening up
0: <laughs> all right let's jump into hockey because we need to, we need to get back into it all right so we had a bit we had a crazy weekend as i said hockey came back on saturday saturday afternoon at 12 p.m we had the rangers and carolina hurricanes and uh you could say as as we were going into in the intro, the boys the boys missed being on the ice together because uh I think about three minutes into the game we had a monster hit on Yesper Fast. Um I forget who hit him. Do you do you guys I don't know if anyone watched, I'm sure Nick, you caught it, right? I did, but I have no clue who hit him. Uh, I'm not good with that. Yeah, I, I know it was, I was it might have been was it Ryan Strome? Was it Mark? It was
2: definitely someone on the Bruins.
0: Uh, it was the Rangers, so you were <laughs> completely fucking off <laughs> talking about the Rangers and the Hurricanes. I don't know about now. you, but
2: there were guys on the Bruins on that on that. Uh, Dude, Ranger
0: the guy right the guy hit him so hard in center ice that Jim didn't fucking know where he was. But <laughs> no, it was I think it was Mark Stahl. Mark Stahl teed him up right at the blue line, uh, just full blown uh, rock right from the shoulder to his head. And uh, that created a fight between Ryan Strom and Justin Williams. And uh, it was – the thing about the fights these week, this weekend was uh, it was – they weren't just like those shitty, you know, hugging matches. They were, they were throwing – they were chucking some knocks. I don't know about you. How do you guys yeah, feel? Not,
1: uh, Kachuk had a nice fight after he uh, may or may not have intentionally injured Mark Shifley. Like props to him for answering the bell right away.
0: Yeah, he. Uh, I, we're gonna we're gonna get into that once we get to that game because I got a lot to talk about that. Cause, but yeah, no, he was he was a part of it, obviously, as he always is. You had Justin Williams, uh, yeah, Dylan, Ryan Strom. You had a game. The game last night, the Minnesota Wild and um, Vancouver had a fight. A really, really like it was just it was honestly just it was like Rockham Stockholm robots every single fight. There was one earlier with T.J. Oshie. And uh, was it Yannick Gord? Um, that that was probably the weakest. I didn't know we turned into a hockey fighting, uh, hockey fight reviewing podcast. But um, I mean, there was just a lot of, there was just a lot of action this weekend. A lot of big hits. Honestly, surprisingly, not a lot of goals. Uh, besides the Chicago Blackhawks and Edmonton Oilers, every other game for betting purposes. Because we're gonna get into it later. I'm now a betting man. I'm not very good at it, but every single game this weekend, besides two, so I think it was like 22-2, and hit the under on goals, which means they only scored less than five goals total in each game, which means it was like three to two, four to two type games every single game. And um, nah, I don't know. It just seems like it's a lot more defensive hockey so far, which it makes sense in a way because I feel like – it was either bound to be a shootout because the goalies were a little rusty or it was going to be this defensive trap type hockey where, you know, guys were having trouble uh, getting pucks in good scoring position. I've heard things online that the ice has kind of already started to take a bit of a shit in terms of just like, it's definitely more choppy. I, I definitely think that you've noticed this right, Nick, when you were watching. I mean, you can just see the puck bouncing all over the place.
1: Yeah, there were definitely some weird bounces. Uh, The main thing I noticed, though, is just that all the goalies look really solid, Um, except for Saros. He kind of got lit up. uh, Saros and uh, uh, Mike Smith. Yeah, (laughs) Smith was not looking too hot. Um, Uh, But I think it's just because, like, goalie is a position where it's, I would say, entirely mental. Um, And it's – Especially at that level, it's much more about positioning and like reading the puck, and that's the kind of thing you don't really lose uh, just with like a short break. Whereas being a skater, you have way more physical muscle memory. You kind of get got to get back into shape. Um,
0: yeah, I always felt like when when I was yeah. playing that uh, in terms of like if we took a big layoff, I felt like it was easier for me to get back into into like game shape than you in terms of just like and game shape's not necessarily even like a physical thing. It's more so Fuck just like
1: no oh,
0: no 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 not that. I'm saying like mentally like it's hard to get back in like that rhythm because it's like I all I have to worry about is like skating up and down. You know, I kind of get my hands back, but you have to worry about tracking the puck. You have to worry about your reflexes getting back. Like it it you don't really notice you don't notice like how much you you kinda have to get down timing wise until you're fucking in like a game situation. Cause however many times I can let you up at practice doesn't matter when someone ten times better than me <laughs> comes up the ice with a fucking ninety-five mile per hour wrister. And uh you don't you don't notice coming because you're so used to a sixty mile per hour um flick puck
3: <laughs> coming
0: yeah. at you. But um no, I just – something that I was actually going to bring up since you're, you're a goalie and you kind of – you understand this uh, part of the game is um, I heard that because, like, you know, every and you might recognize this from, like, tournaments when we used to play, but something that goalies have kind of said about the whole, like, them only playing in one location is the sight lines are a little bit better of tracking the puck because, like, if you go into an, another person's arena – it kind of you know you have to get used to at the first period of like the different sight lines the different you know mm-hmm. objects and then also not being fans in the arena kind of changes that too. I don't know. Have you have you noticed that the goalies have played a little better in terms of that? Like,
1: yeah, I mean, I think Carter Hart's a good example because he's just fucking nasty as it is, but he also sees the puck really well and his positioning is perfect.
0: It's um, also like yeah, h- home lines is a big thing like Carter Hart's home record was a lot better than his away record, which goes to show that because he's him being a young goalie, it, uh, you know, he definitely feels more comfortable in his own barn than he does in his away one and like an away one. And now that he is, can get used to playing at a Scotia bank center, he'll mm-hmm. um, he's not going to have to worry about adjusting to like going back and forth between like a normal playoff uh, tournament style. It'll be like, you know, two and philly than two in pittsburgh yeah. and then it's like that adjustment period you got to get back where like he's not gonna have to deal with that until you know hopefully when he if he if we get to the stanley cup final in edmonton then that's mm-hmm. the first time he's gonna have to adjust to a sight line but it's like yeah yeah so it's not like the,
1: the two stadiums they also look nearly identical um in terms of like the actual seating
0: that's the crazy There's thing too a is, little bit
1: but like
2: I don't know the
0: difference between the two of them when they're playing. They all look the same. Like, it looks like they're playing in the same arena because of, like, the color pattern, the lighting in the arenas. Um, It's not like they're really – I think, like, the Edmonton arena, there's a little orange in, like, the design layout of the stands. I think, like, that just shows that they're in the West. But besides that, I mean, they're identical. It looks like the NHL 20 um, three-on-three tournament when you play, like, three-on-three. That's exactly what it looks like.
2: So, yeah. I, I do you guys really think that like the different like stadiums has an effect on it? Like, I mean, I, I, I know crowds wise, yeah, it could have an effect, but like, even just playing in a different like rink makes a difference. Like,
0: are you saying like with a goalie?
2: Oh, I'm talking just for
1: any of the players. Like, is there an adjustment?
0: Like, um, I know goalies. I, I feel can like,
1: speak to it. like, I think consistency is everything, and like having a routine is a big part of like being a solid goalie who's reliable uh but also at this level you should expect that a goalie can adapt to
0: playing in any rank yeah usually like a professional goalies adapt adaptation time adaptation time speak english eric um they uh you cut that in half you're supposed essentially like their ability to adapt should be quicker than in terms of like someone who's maybe like in juniors or something someone who's kind of coming up or in college like it should it should be like a pretty easy and also like Carter Hart someone who's in his I think was his second year did he play did last year count as a full year did he play enough last year that it was full Uh,
1: I think he was considered a rookie this year technically
0: but um I could be totally wrong Either way, like, he's only, what, two years? And he's – it's crazy. Everyone's saying he's, like, you know, the most promising prospect in the NHL and he's going to be one of the top goalies. He's still only 21 years old. Like, yeah. all the – shit, he still has to learn. Give it three more years and he's – if he continues to progress at the rate he's progressing, he'll be one of those, like, goaltenders who's just talked about consistently in terms of, like, wow, he's one of the best goalies in the game. And I mean, I don't doubt that, which is what they've been saying for the past like ten years. Ten years, of shit. How much? Like what? Five years? More like five years. Like ever since he was drafted, oh, they were all I'm saying like be, Carter Art's the next Carter or Carey Price. Carter Art's the next big prospect. Three,
1: three years because he's 21. Well, ju- so we're talking about ju- we're
0: talking about juniors. You know, he okay. started probably playing yeah, sixteen. Yeah. I know what you're saying yeah, um, but. Yeah, the one thing I'll say is, like, a player. The thing that that players notice in terms of that is, like, the only thing that they really pick up is sometimes the glass kind of, like, lets off a little bit more of a bounce on the puck, which, like, means if, like, a player dumps the puck in from the red line, the puck could, like, hit the part of the glass. Like, there's, like, a metal uh, border in the middle of the glass that um, if it, like, hits it, then it'll come – It'll maybe like it'll bounce wild towards the net or something and that's arena dependent. It happens in youth hockey. It happens in the NHL. Some arenas are known to have that happen with like the way maybe like the corner of the ice the Maybe there's a little bit of a divot or something. I don't know. But uh, the thing that it's not really going to affect people here because everyone's playing with the same type of environment. So that doesn't – it doesn't matter. The, really, everyone's on, the, like, an even playing ground. When everyone has been saying, like, these are the most wide-open Stanley Cup playoffs that have ever taken place and all that shit, like, it's it's true because no one has an advantage. Like, no home arena is going to be maybe a little bit bouncier in the corner. Maybe the ice is a little bit better. Yeah, Everybody's... clearly
1: Toronto and Edmonton both don't have, a, like, a home ice advantage.
0: Exactly, which uh, I was talking to some people – and they've, they've been like, dude, it sucks. Like Toronto should play in Edmonton and Edmonton should play in Toronto. And I'm like, I don't think it's going to, it's going to be worse for them than it's going to be better. And so far Toronto's lost and Edmonton's lost both at their home arena. So it's yeah. not, it doesn't mean anything. They it, it literally, honestly, it's probably more of a shell shock that they're playing. They were both, I'm pretty sure they were both away at their home arena. I don't remember if Toronto was home, which like also a home, like being home doesn't matter right now because the NHL is playing both the goal horns. Um, the only yeah, thing that affects weird. them is last change. It's so yeah. like the home team gets the last and face off and face off. So the home team gets the last change, which means like uh, if the home team say like, let me use the flyers as an example. If, they're playing the Penguins, and they see Crosby go on, and Couturier matches up really well with uh, with Crosby or, say, Malkin. Then, the, then like, Elaine Vigneault could be like, all right, hold on a second. And if Crosby jumps on the ice, the Flyers have the ability to switch their line that's going on the ice. They can put uh, Couturier on, and then it'll be a better matchup for them, as opposed to, like, if the Penguins were home, then – it's the opposite way. If like they see Gattori is on the ice, they can throw out a different line to kind of like fuck up the matchups to kind of give them a better advantage. So it, that's the only thing that's going to help them in terms of home ice advantage, which is, it's a big thing, but it's not like, it's not like a make or break type thing. In my opinion, the The thing that really affects like your home ice advantage is your, is your crowd noise and you're removing that. So it really, it's just, it's just a big youth hockey tournament that happens yeah. to be billions of dollars. I wish
1: we had more like, uh, like more of a like peek inside the bubble, like the way uh, Matisse is doing it for the NBA.
0: Yeah, no, like, that's the one thing I I'll it, say is I wish that the NBA needs to step up. The, I wish the NHL's done a little bit in terms of being better with their like showing the players' personalities, but they're still not there in terms of like showcasing that these players are, you know real people and not just like these athlete archetypes like nhl players happen to be fun guys if there was
2: any time to do it i feel like it would be now like just throw shit out there just experiment a little bit with it
1: yeah i mean like in my experience hockey players are i mean i'm obviously biased but like they're like the biggest party guys and like the most fun to be around so much they're definitely big personalities like kevin hayes they should be capital hazy
0: hazy should be the fucking guy who is running the the vlog how much of the uh
3: how much of that do you think the league actually wants like the public to see though
0: that's why the nhl is not doing that because they're still have that old type mentality (laughs) yeah yeah the nh the nba is a little bit more like they understand that the players are the brand so they're a little bit less um restrained in terms of who what they want them to uh what they want people to see, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I do wish like, like Travis Konechny, Kevin Hayes, uh, even like Mitch Martiner, Austin Matthews. A lot of these guys are very like, they have a lot of personality and it would be kind of fun to see, but I mean, I'm just happy that we fucking get hockey back. I'm not going to start nitpicking everything that the <laughs> NHL's not letting us see because we could still be watching 2012 Flyers playoff uh replace <laughs> which it's i do from time back. to time still anyway because the flyers for some fucking reason have their schedule they played sunday which was yesterday and now we gotta wait till thursday which i don't i mean i understand because it's like the weird round robin they're getting up by week essentially but yeah i mean i don't know I, if I was the players, I'd be like, fuck that, dude. I've had four months of a bye week. I, I wouldn't – I don't want – I don't want – I want to get back to playing. I'd rather play a whole series.
1: Yeah, that'll be interesting to see if there's a difference between the uh, – Like the, the top four teams and yeah. then the play-in teams. Yeah. In I, first
0: round. I mean, if you watch, like, teams like the Penguins and, like – the, I mean, I don't think the Rangers. I think the Rangers are pretty down and out, what I've kind of – we'll get into a little bit when we go over the replay mm-hmm. of the weekend. But, like – these guys have been beating the shit out of each other like the penguins flyers game yesterday for the most part there wasn't really like yeah the flyers it was a little there was physicality but it wasn't like you know there wasn't any any like uh nets scrums or anything in terms of like it really just seemed like the guys just wanted to get out of there um without injury which We'll also go into when we get into the flyers rematch, but uh didn't quite happen, yeah, but at the same time, you know they just didn't want to they not that they didn't want to hurt each other, but they're like i mean we have the real the real challenge is in a week we why the fuck would we want to go end to end hundred percent in a game that essentially doesn't matter like it's kind of almost like it's like a it's like a hybrid preseason exhibition game like that's essentially what they're getting, so I don't know.
1: Uh, are you talking about the round robin games
0: yeah they're like they matter uh, but they don't they don't matter like they matter but they don't because like you're not playing for your life you're just yeah. playing for a better seating
3: yeah you don't yeah. really have anything to lose
0: yes yeah, like the flyers yeah, go and 0- yeah the flyers go O and three they're just exactly where they started like it's yeah. not like they lose anything here so i mean if i was the flyers i'd want to you know get your which is what ab's kind of talked about i want to get my system down i want to get uh, guys like ghost Farabee, who's actually going to end up playing, uh, guys like that who are not, maybe let's go. Gonna, maybe Sorry, I just Wait, they did. Yeah. I have the under, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> <know> about that. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. All right. Let's, um, I don't even know what the fuck we're talking about, dude. It's nice to have like a fourth host here or a third host, I guess. Fourth yeah, guy here.
1: It's a, it's a dream of mine to be here.
0: Yeah, it's nice to have someone here to bounce off of. We were talking. We it's nice to have uh someone with a little bit more hockey lingo. So, you know, I was actually, just yeah. saying
2: that, that, yeah. this is actually like it it's weird to actually hear hockey talk on this on this podcast. <laughs>
0: yeah. I can
1: talk about all sorts of things. If you guys want to talk about the new Taylor Swift album, I got a lot of thoughts.
0: I haven't heard it yet. Is it good?
1: It's excellent. It's your best work yet.
0: <laughs> I love the uh
3: Phony Bear song. Oh, uh,
1: Exile, it's so good.
3: Exile, yeah. <laughs>
0: Big fan.
1: Yep.
0: Not a sponsor Betty. of Betty's Taylor Swift.
2: I am. Eric, is very, it's looking very bleak for Bryce Harper hitting a home run, by the way.
0: <laughs> I've given up on Bryce Harper hitting a fucking home run. I'm done with betting. Fuck the Habs! See how <laughs> right now? I think I'm really delayed, Nick, so they scored. <laughs> he just struck out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, they just missed an ending net. <laughs> All right, let's get into uh, – Let's get into the weekend replay because I, I, I was definitely getting onto a tangent there and I was going to say something meaningful, but I completely got distracted, but yeah, it's nice to have you here, Nick. And, uh, we, we, we've decided in your 10 minute tryout that we were having, you're welcome back anytime. That was sick. Yeah. We we enjoy having you here so far. I, I've, I been,
1: the, I've been dying to become a friend of the pod.
0: So, you're uh, Yeah. I'm you're right. a friend of the pod. If you, you, uh, you gotta be a friend of the pod in order to become a part of the pod. This is how. This is the. This is the trajectory. I really thought this I was is the always, gateway. Yeah. it's the
2: marijuana of uh, podcasting <laughs> or
0: our network. Yeah, I can't and we're wait till we and, hit heroin. <laughs> that's what I was getting to. You were heroin. We're we're the we're the one you don't want to do, but you really
1: want to do. So okay. if I like am on my deathbed and I haven't done heroin, I'm gonna be like fucking get
0: that shit going. I gotta try at least
1: once. <laughs>
3: Shake Milton just hit a three to take the lead with six seconds left.
0: What is uh? Wait, what is what's Embiid's point total here? Hold on, this is important oh, no. for betting. It's important for betting. I'm gonna be really pissed if he's still at 26.
3: We are up one with one second left.
0: Uh, all right. Hold on, we need to. We're gonna go into a little bit of a hybrid pause here because I need to know <laughs> what we're at. He's still Embiid is 26. Are you fucking kidding me? well, you didn't get it. <laughs> I, fucking I needed him to get 27. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yeah, unless he grabs
3: a rebound, he gets
0: fouled. Oh.
3: There's one second left.
0: He needs 26.5. I mean, that would be awesome. <laughs> uh, I'm going to kill myself. Gary Price is sexy. That oh, dude, I didn't even realize there's only a minute left in this game. I thought there was a whole 10 minutes left in the Montreal game. Yeah, no Habs, uh, pulled the goalie of a minute six. Let's jump back into just a little bit of like a, like a relook at the, or a replay of the weekend. Um, we were going into the, the Rangers Carolina game. That was a, that was a pretty awesome one, honestly, to kick off the return to play tournament. I mean, I guess it's the Stanley cup playoffs, not even a return to play type deal now, but, uh, the Hurricanes won four to one, or no, that was today. <laughs> hot start. Yeah, we're off to a real, real hot start. But hold on.
1: The Hurricanes won three to two.
0: They won three Vikings to two in game in. one. Um, and then they happen to take the, take the series up two to one after a four-one win today uh but we'll go into this weekend there was a there was a fight there was a lot of huge hits it was very physical uh artemi panarin was non-existent in game one it was honestly a pretty carolina heavy game i don't know the rangers had a couple good looks towards the end they obviously made it three to two towards the end and uh yeah
1: yeah i didn't think it the, the the game was not as MB got 27.
3: <laughs> <Wait>. Holy shit.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Breaking oh. news update.
0: <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> nice. Way to go. Wait, so... He got, um, uh,
3: he got three extra shots at the line as time expired.
0: MB, so he got 27. I needed C- Crosby to score one point, and I need Connor McDavid to get two points. And I win, like, $80. Fuck. All right. <laughs> um, Penn's
1: just got the empty nighter
0: Is it Jake Gensel? Uh, yeah. Was it actually Jake Gensel? Yeah, it was. Ah, well, I needed him to score early. I think I actually need him to score now. Oh, shit, oh, dude. There we're you like, go. I'm be pulling in, like, $400. Yeah, Eric's
2: luck has just changed in a blink of an eye. Yeah, yeah, holy shit.
1: What a turnaround. <laughs>
0: Nick, I need this is to, a big uh, hey, 90 seconds things?
2: for you. <laughs> this just in. They're letting Bryce Harper bat five more times. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, so we were talking about the uh, the Rangers game. The Rangers, they're up 2-0 after winning game one, game two. Um, then we had it's, – it's crazy, dude. I look up – I just look at the schedule over the weekend and fucking – What there's been like fifteen games on, right? Yeah, yeah, just about after 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 tonight. So, um, dude, it's wild to keep. Was there six today? Yeah, because the Blackhawks and Oilers are
1: on. Ah, dude, that's wild.
0: That's
1: fucking wild. Oilers are already up two nothing.
3: Did
0: you
1: say?
3: uh, Wait, really? I
0: think I took the. I think I wait. Did Connor McDavid get two points?
3: He has two goals. Yes! What a fucking king.
0: Uh, the kid is good. Um alright. Dude, I should start betting more. Um the <laughs> the uh
2: complete turnaround from the beginning of this podcast.
0: Yeah, they, yeah. it's been a while. It's been like a movie style trajectory. But um all right, so we had the Rangers up three to two, and then following that it was the Oilers and the Blackhawks who all right, if you told me right before we uh, at the beginning of the season if you told me back in fucking October, but if you told me when we returned to play that the Blackhawks were going to go up, was it 4 to 1, Nick?
1: What? Oh, yeah, 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 they were up 4 to 1.
0: Yeah, it was 4 to 1 in the first when they went up uh against the Oilers who I predict the Oilers were going to come out pretty hot. I think the Oilers do have a decent team. I think they, I think they're, I don't think they're ready to win yet, but I think they're good enough to, Um, they're good enough to compete. I think they could make it, you know, off of a hot start, they could make it to the Eastern Conference final or Western Conference final, not the Eastern Conference final. And um, they could, uh, I mean, like you have the best player in the game. You have this probably top, three best players i think dry underrated in terms of realizing just how fucking great he is i mean he's i awesome. think people
1: are, are aware of him at this point i mean maybe not like at large but like well i mean like that,
0: realizing just like how like he's and... essentially the new crosby malkin you got mcdavid as yeah. crosby and malkin is dry and i love leon dry i think he's really talented um he's kind of sleeper in terms of just how good he is. Like he's like you don't he doesn't have the flashiest game in the world, but he he's always in the right place. I mean, when you're playing with Connor McDavid, you could be in the fucking wrong place and still be in the right place. Yeah. But uh yeah, just a lot the way he's the way he's um I just the way that the Oilers came out, they were really flat footed the way the Blackhawks came out, they were playing like a team that knew like we got to prove ourselves and they did. And I mean, the Oilers started to kind of put it on a little bit towards the end, but I think the, like the lead was a little bit too much and you can tell the Blackhawks kind of know they don't belong there. But I think if they steal a game or two, like that's, that's fun. I don't think the Oilers are going to lose this round. I think they're going to make it into the playoffs and I think they're going to win a round or two, but I don't think that, uh, I don't think the Blackhawks are just going to get swept. Like, the Blackhawks, you got a couple players. They, they who couldn't were...
1: possibly get swept. They won the first game.
0: Exactly. But I'm talking about – I'm talking as if the Garris game didn't happen yet. Oh, That's okay. how podcasting works.
1: <laughs> you already said what the score of the game was, though.
0: All right. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm a nonlinear storyteller.
1: Oh, okay. Blackhawks just scored. Game two.
0: Really? These are
2: alternative
1: facts by Eric prayer. <laughs>
0: Um, but I didn't think the Blackhawks were going to go down without a fight. I mean, you have players like Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves, Duncan Keith, you have these guys who have won Stanley Cups. You have guys who know what it takes to be in this type of environment. And then you have all these young guys who have something to prove, who are kind of playing loose. Like they don't really have, they don't have anything that they have to worry about. They can kind of just go out there. They're like, well, if we lose, we lose, you know, we just know that. We just got to give it our all and uh, just have some fun. You know, it's a different environment. That's what a lot of these guys are doing. They're having a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. I also think that the Blackhawks have a very good goalie in Corey Crawford. I know that he gets
0: a lot of shit. I but, mean, Corey uh, Crawford survived COVID. So, I mean, yeah. if, any- if anything, he's he's got an advantage over everyone else right now. Yeah.
1: You don't uh, win two cups by accident. Like, he's – he didn't fail upwards like he's actually solid uh i don't want to name drop but i skated with scott darling the backup for the uh blackhawks a few years ago and he said that cory crawford is the smartest goalie he's ever played with and like the most technically sound and i mean uh, that guy's played with a lot of good goalies and uh yeah this is just nick's cory crawford love corner and uh that's all I have to say about that.
0: Yeah, no, I, I've always been a fan of Corey Crawford. I think he's a good goalie. I mean, I don't know why people don't give him um, – don't give him more credit. Like, he was a big part of the cup win. Everyone says, like, oh, we had a good team in front of him. Like, I mean, he's the last line of defense. I don't know why you're going to – you're going to, like, short – don't shortstep the – uh the fucking guy who's the one stopping the pucks. I've always been a fan of Corey Crawford. I think he's a good goalie. And, yeah, he's a little older, but, I mean, he's still got a couple years left in him in terms of being a a competitive goalie. I don't think, you know, the team's in a rebuild, but I don't think they're going to be this, like, god-awful team. If they didn't have him, then maybe. But I think he gives them a little bit more of, like, a competitive nature. Yeah, they have some
1: good goalies in the pipeline. Um, Colin D'Elia is pretty solid. Um, I mean, he's still young and not quite NHL ready, at least not to be a starter. But he'll be all right without him um, once his time is up.
0: Yeah, no. Um, I mean, the Blackhawks have just been – they're just really good at drafting, obviously.
1: Yeah. All right, what's the next game?
0: Um, Isles-Panthers. Isles-Panthers. Um, there's not really a lot to talk about this fucking one because it was – it was your typical Barry Trots Panthers hockey. It was boring. Um, it was defensively sound. Yeah, I don't think the Panthers are going to really make it out of this round. I don't think they're – I think Bobrovsky is too big of a sieve in net. I don't th- <laughs> I don't think he'd really – I don't think they're going to – he just lets up very weak goals. Like, he just – I don't know. He doesn't really
1: – Yeah, I mean, he had an all right game. Uh, 26 saves on 28 shots. That's true. But uh, yeah, I mean, Russian goalies are tough to uh, to deal with, as any Flyers fan would know from the Blues um, era.
0: We have yeah, um, I mean yeah, Panthers took it, or uh, Islanders took it. Panthers were they had one nice play with uh, Uberdo scoring a nice little backhanded uh, slide under. I think it's grice who was playing uh and yeah it was just really the islanders once they went up to nothing they uh they shut down they let up that one goal but it was really just an islanders it was just an islanders trap game which is how they win their games i don't think the islanders are gonna i think the islanders are gonna be a tough competition i don't think they're gonna i don't think they're cup contender yet because i don't think they have the pieces again you know, they rely on this, like, goaltending. Like, they'll just fill in a goaltender, and they'll they'll have yeah. a, a kind of, like, not a, a superstar goaltender, but they'll have someone who's there capable to stop the puck.
1: Borlamov is, uh, I mean, yeah, I don't know if he's a superstar. I just forgot Borlamov
0: uh, was their other goalie. They, they rely on that. He
1: started. He played in the, the game.
0: Did he? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> um, that's stuff. what you're here for. Yep. that checker, Check yeah. your neck boring game. Uh, next game was the Canadians penguins. Uh, this was the surprise besides the Blackhawks Oilers where, I mean, if you were going to tell me, dude, what's it if the Canadians and the penguins are playing each other nine out of 10 times, you're going to pick the penguins because the penguins still for them being an older team, they have a deep enough team that I think they get hot enough. They're capable enough to win. The championship, I mean, they have a goaltending controversy. Matt Murray's kind of turned out to not be the guy. I don't think that they really expected. Uh, Tristan Jari has kind of been the guy who's taken over the reins. Uh, It's nice to have another PA team have goalie controversy. I'm going to be (laughs) the first to admit that. Uh, Good change of pace. But, um, yeah, they – the can the canadians and penguins started and it was really dominant penguins game for most of it but the penguins just couldn't break through to carry price which i mean it happens the penguins yes many pucks they were throwing on carry price uh carry price stood on his head which I was saying before the Canadians and the Penguins started their series that if Carey Price stays hot enough and you know the Penguins can't break through, frustration's going to kick in, and you know the Peng- all it takes is a couple goals for them to shut down and Carey Price to stand on his head. For I mean, the Canadians could possibly steal the series. Now that didn't happen tonight. Um, Price still played
1: out of his mind. Tonight. He did.
0: I mean, Carey Price is one of those goalies who I, I really wish he was just on a better team throughout his career because yeah. he would have won it. He would have won probably two or three Stanley Cups. He's he, he's literally that type of goalie who can steal a series. But when it comes to stealing a series as a goaltender, you can't. You literally can't do it on your own. Like you need yeah. offense, and the Canadians have had so much talent leave that city because. You know, the whole, they don't like French, they don't like non-French Canadians and yada, yada, yada. And I don't even know. I mean, Montreal's got a lot of problems that they're probably never going to get through unless they remove their ownership. But The um, media is
1: really tough there, I know. Um, My stepdad's a Habs fan and, like, it's always been like that where it's, like, they, like, the fans and the media need to have, like, a certain amount of French Canadians on the team or it'll be a whole issue. And um, yeah, I mean it's probably a tough city to play in, um, but I think Carey Price has handled it as well as he could. And uh, can't wait to see him on the Seattle Kraken next year.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, they already um, have
1: my allegiance.
0: Yeah, no, I'm am a Seattle yeah. fan. Have
3: you guys gotten the Kraken rum yet? Uh, uh, I've been all
0: in on that. Well, getting mean, a I bottle tomorrow. That shit fucks me up. Uh, yeah, I can feel yeah. the burn in my throat you already. Got some-
2: You've had some bad nights on that, Eric.
0: Yeah, that, uh, I threw up Black Bile. <laughs> so it's, it wasn't it's a good okay. night for anyone. It's yeah. one of my
2: personal favorites, but...
0: Eric's a bitch. Um, yeah. And then to round out Saturday night, we had the Flames and the Jets. Uh, this is the game we were going to talk about, Nick, with um, the Flames took over 4-1 to one to lead the series. It was a... Mm-hmm. Uh, It was a really hard-hitting, spirited match. There was a fight, but the fight was due to a controversial play, which I sent you guys earlier in our group text chat. Group text chat. I sound like I'm fucking 35. (laughs) Um, See, that's the thing. I'm going to say, as a player, as someone who's been in, like, a situation where, I mean, it's fast-paced and you're in that type of corner, I don't think Kachuk meant to do it. I mean, I, it doesn't go through your mind when you're going in the corner like that to kick someone in the back of the leg. It's so, it's you could slow down the the framing to be like, okay, well, his leg moved a certain way. But when you're going fast paced, I mean, I've been in those situation before where I've even gotten kicked in that spot. Like a skates hit me there, and it, it's it, you have to really like it's more purposeful showing if you're trying to hit someone in the back of their Achilles. I, I think it was a kind of a fluke. I don't, I I don't think like you never really want to hurt someone if you're going in the corner. Like, yeah, like you want to hit them as hard as you can, but you don't want to damage someone's career. And I don't think like, I don't think he, I don't think he meant to do it. I, I I've seen a lot of people say that they meant to, but it, and the difference, I mean, like it could be dirty just the way that it ended up looking, but I don't think he meant to actually do what he did. And like there's been a video of him showing like of of uh the game when he um like Kachuk goes over to Shifley after it happens and even like says like I'm sorry, which like the body language you see on uh Matthew Kachuk is like, I feel kind of bad that I fucking did that. But at the same time I'm in a playoff series and like I don't want to seem like I'm too like sympathetic, but I definitely didn't want to hurt this guy in terms of like I don't want to fuck up his career, so I don't know. Yeah,
1: Kachuk toes the line and like occasionally he crosses it, but I mean, I mean, I don't there's think a difference. Was with, malicious yeah. in the in the play today between, or yesterday?
0: Yeah, between crossing <laughs> like there's a difference between like crossing the line and actually just being like almost like you're assaulting someone because that's essentially what that is. Like I mean, like there's a difference between like you know if you if you get the chance in front of the net to like cross check someone in the neck like okay yeah i understand that like or like maybe like slew footing someone in front of the net like yeah, slew footing is dirty but 9 out of 10 times i'd rather be slew footed than get my Achilles kicked in and like there's never a guy that's thinking like if i'm going in the corner with someone i'm going to kick you in the Achilles at least like it's i don't just know unfortunate. like
1: yeah, it's, like it's that's just his reputation, so he doesn't really get the benefit of the doubt that way. The way that most
0: exactly, if work. like it was Drew in the corner that did yeah. that to someone, then everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, it was an accident." But it's because Kachuk's done things before that kind of put him on that like dirty player status. Then they're like, "Okay," Um then he meant to do it. But I mean, like again, no one—you don't mean to do something like that. You don't mean to put someone out of a like. Yeah, like okay, he's one of their—he's one of the top uh, best players in the league, especially. He's one of the best players on Winnipeg. But you, it'd be cool to get him out of the game, but you don't want to hurt him enough that he's like fucking limping. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, they I don't showed... think we
1: have a uh, any kind of a New Orleans Saints like affect the head bounty system going on. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, I think it's just a, a fluke play and.
3: Well, do you think he was losing his balance or something? Because he, like, he sticks his skate out.
0: He does, but again, like, you don't know if, like, he's also going into the corner, so you're assuming, like, maybe he's trying to stop himself. Like, he, like, when there's, like, when there's that minimal of a second to kind of get your balance, especially when you're also going in the corner, like, you want to make sure, like, you're kind of thinking to yourself, like, I'm protecting myself, like, i'll admit it because i'm far enough removed i went to the boards one time with someone when we were both like i was chasing a guy on a breakaway i lost my edge and the guy also lost his edge and i fucking used him as a dummy board to get to the boards i used his body as like a fucking stopgap because i was like i don't want to go neck first in the boards i fucked him up pretty bad but i didn't but i didn't want to like i don't know it was like you sometimes things like your wires kind of cross and you don't think to yourself until after you made a mistake like oh shit like i shouldn't have done that like or oh i shouldn't have maybe like i shouldn't have put my foot there because now i fucked him up and apparently like the good thing about shifley's injury is there's been times when something like that's happened where his achilles been sliced and that's not the case, apparently. Like, maybe it was just, like, a really bad cut on his foot that he just, like, it hurts to walk, uh, which I is I thought good. he,
1: like, busted his, uh, like, his tibia or something or whatever your shin bone
0: is. Did he? They, it, sounded so like, it looked like he was it grabbing his shin bone. It, it sounded, bone? Nice. It sounded like, right. from from what they were talking about, that it wasn't uh, as bad as they, they thought it was going to be. It was a little bit better.
3: Well, he's listed as doubtful for Monday, I guess tonight.
0: I don't know or he 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 didn't play earlier, but yeah um but it sounded like he could be back in game three. that would be crazy, but I mean maybe um, yeah maybe it wasn't as bad of an injury it? So, yeah. And it then, man, as yeah the and then obviously also hurting them is uh one of their star forwards Patrick Liney got took a hit. I think he actually was throwing a hit. And he kind of bounced off of uh, the Calgary defenseman when he threw the hit, and um, he's day to day in terms of which obviously is, might be like concussion related. So I don't know if he's listed to play in Game Three, but they were missing him earlier because, um, yeah, I mean, he's he's a scoring threat, and that's someone you don't want to lose. And Winnipeg, so far in the series, has you know. Has definitely been dealt more of the injury bug than Calgary, but yeah, uh, hopefully Shifley and Liney are okay. And we're, I mean, I guess we'll just move up until Monday since we're recording right now that we'll talk about the Winnipeg game too, once we get to Monday. Cool. All right. So going into Sunday, we have the Coyotes predators, another surprise game where the Coyotes came out to a, Three nothing lead, or was it four nothing lead?
1: Uh, it was three nothing.
0: They came out to a three nothing lead. Um, I personally have the Coyotes as a dark horse. I think that they can not obviously. I don't think they're going to win the cup or anything, but I I think that they're a very skilled young team. They have two really good goaltenders in Darcy Kemper and. Fuck, help me out, Nick. I feel like you know the other. <laughs> what uh phoenix goaltender you know i normally would i i literally cannot think of it right now <laughs> all right i'll click the the link on, i got you uh fucking only says darcy kemper that's <laughs> yeah help me uh, out but uh oh anti-ranta anti-ranta yeah he uh two really good goaltenders uh they got taylor hall who they required to trade clayton keller who's really good who uh the flyers actually be um, been, what you alum, or actually exactly. he didn't graduate he just left but yeah, um whatever the flyers uh when he was getting drafted a lot of people were hoping they were we were gonna trade up and nab him uh they got Phil. they got Phil Thrill Kessel yeah and it's a,
1: a big one he's clutching the playoffs yeah,
0: Oliver Ekman Larson's a really good defenseman uh their captain and uh they're just a good they're, they're after a lot of shit hands that Phoenix has been dealt they uh they have a good young core and they they got they got a lot of potential to really move up uh Phoenix sounds like they got a like the they're not one of the big markets but a lot of they have a lot of fans in terms of like their niche um hockey hockey fan you know the you
1: know they're Arizona not
0: Phoenix, right? But aren't they in Phoenix?
1: Well, they play in Scottsdale.
0: Oh shit. You know, I'm in like NHL 08. <laughs> <laughs> No, they uh, all right, yeah, for fuck me. they yeah, anyway, um, Phoenix won. All right, we're gonna we're gonna London, move on. Scottsdale. Sorry. We're gonna move on. Phoenix right. won. That uh, was a surprise game. They won four to three after Nashville kind of pushed back. Uh, then we had uh, I'm gonna skip the the topic of the pod game that happened after that, and I'm gonna skip to the Blues Avalanche uh the avalanche scored very late to take a 2-1 lead after Nazem Kadri scored literally at 0.1 seconds the puck crossed the line uh it was a very tight checking game and uh yeah I don't know I mean those are two teams that are going to be fighting for an east western conference championship I think that uh St. Louis obviously winning last year they're they're essentially the same group that was there last year. Um, and Colorado is a really deep team, too. I think they're also going to be there towards the end. Yeah, it was a fun game. I mean, uh, obviously, anytime you see a buzzer beater, you really you really enjoy to see them. And it Those was really cool. The,
1: uh, the, be- like the most dramatic finish of the, uh, of the season mm-hmm. for me, not just like the restart.
0: Yeah, no. And uh, the other crazy thing about it was like, I watched like the replay of it today when I sent it to you guys. And there was one a little earlier that was like nine minutes and I didn't realize it was like a good seven minute, just like decision. <laughs> like they really went in depth and they really made sure. Cause like, here's the thing. A lot of people are like, oh, it's whatever. Like now dude, like here's what happens if, you know, they say it's no goal and then um st louis ends up tying going to overtime and winning then you go back if like st louis ends up advancing then you're like oh well were there like there's this weird like nitpicky type ordeal where they have to kind of figure out um in terms of the shit hold on i lost my train of thought the like the like seeding purposes, like someone like goes like, Oh, they, like if they played this team, then maybe it would have been that. And then um, it's, be, it's, it's just like, they had to make sure that they were, uh, they had to make sure it was a complete goal. And they really like, they really inspected every inch of that fucking crease. Cause they, they took nine minutes.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was literally as close as it possibly could have been because yeah, no, across was... the line at point one. Uh, seconds
0: left exactly uh yeah it was a fun game though i watched that one um then you had columbus and toronto which we kind of talked about we alluded to a little earlier the uh columbus blue jackets won two nothing against the toronto maple Leafs. uh columbus has been a surprise all season they lost like six of their prime players they lost panarin to new york dushane and nashville Zingle to did he go to Columbus? No, he's on Columbus, or he was on Columbus. Zingle went somewhere else. Um, they lost a but, and then Bobrovsky obviously to Florida, so they lost a lot of their core. And they John Tortorella basically coached them up to being able to play into the playoffs, and they took it to the Maple Leafs. Maple Leafs couldn't score at all. Uh, they had two. They have two really promising goaltenders in Elvis Merce Leakins and also Jonas Corposala. Jonas Corposalo who actually played yesterday yeah he was um, awesome I mean both goalies played really well yesterday but uh Corpi had
1: the uh slate edge
0: yeah um I mean Freddie Anderson's just a really really good goaltender a lot of people yeah. give him shit because he hasn't really made it in the playoffs, but. I wouldn't blame him for the reason that the Maple Leafs have in advance. They don't have a deep enough team. They need defensive help. Uh, But, yeah, both goalies played well. Corpus just played a little bit better. And the Maple Leafs got a couple squeaky, dirty goals. And it was –
1: Maple Leafs had zero goals.
0: And that's why they won. That's why they won the game.
1: Um, I mean, like, the one goal – obviously, they got the empty netter, uh, Columbus did. But the one goal that they did get was just like a freak bounce.
0: Exactly, um, it went off the
1: skate. Like, Freddie played perfect. Like, there's nothing you could have done about that one.
0: It's just one of those nights where maybe like it just wasn't meant to be your your win. Like, it's just no matter how hard you played. But at the same time, it's like here's the other. Th- I'll get you know. I'll get into that once we get to the Flyers game. Uh, and then the final game of the night, which was the game that I actually missed out on, was uh the Wild and the Canucks. Another game where the the non-favorite ended up completely taking it to the favorite. Uh, No one expected Minnesota to be as competitive as they were this season. Neither – honestly, you could say the same thing about Vancouver. I mean, Vancouver wasn't supposed to be as talented as they were. But then you honestly look at Vancouver, and they have a really – they have a really solid core of young talent, and they have a good goaltender. I think Markstrom's real – like, he's a really good goaltender –
1: yeah, I hate that he wears number 25.
0: It's a really and weird goalie. Number. I also
1: hate um, the Oilers dude, number 19. I forget his name.
0: The the backup goalie who's not Cam Talbot. Wait, is it Cam Talbot?
1: No, it's not Cam Talbot. Mike
0: Smith. It's Mike Smith and then there's the Mike other Smith. goalie.
1: Mike Smith wears 41 and he's on the Flames, dog.
0: No, Mike Smith was on the Flames before.
1: Mike Smith was on the Flames. They like
0: wait. Yeah, Mike
1: can't tell what's the flames. Mike yeah, Smith is on the Oilers. Yeah. Mike Smith played like shit in the first game.
2: All exactly.
0: Right. Right. That's what I was saying. You're all a right. fucking nick. Right. Um, I was on
2: Nick's side just because he's been fact checking you all night. Uh,
0: <laughs> I thought we've had a, a good sure, no, man. I thought we've had a good repertoire here. I didn't even I forgot you guys were even fucking here.
3: <laughs> yeah, we're here.
0: Yep, yeah, uh, we're we're still here. <laughs> We were just going to town on the replay. I mean, do you guys have anything to add?
1: No. <laughs> and
2: you guys got
0: this. All right. <laughs> All right, we'll get into it. Um, did you? Catch I mean, the... I
1: personally am like a big fan of the Wild. Not like a big fan but like I I like them. I think that they could. actually I mean, your go dad, around. your
0: dad's from Minnesota, so you got a Minnesota bias.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've been to a couple of Wild games. Yeah. Uh, the last NHL game I have been to was in uh anaheim the wild played the ducks and uh i think Ooh, that was the last game at the honda center
0: that's and a bottom dweller probably... yeah i know not they
1: did not sell <laughs> out i mean, I out mean not
0: technically because minnesota is playing for a playoff spot so i mean it's not that bottom yeah it was
1: a crucial ot win
0: um no i mean i like minnesota i've always enjoyed uh the environment whenever you watch them on tv and just I want them to be good. I mean, a couple of years ago, I mean, they really went out and spent, they had, you know, they got Parise, they got Ryan Suter. Um...
1: I mean, they have a very good goalie in Alex Staloc. Uh Obviously got the shutout last night, but um, he's been like a solid, I don't know if I call him a journeyman, but he's just been like hustling in the minors um, since college. I think he was at Minnesota Duluth. Mm-hmm. Um Name drop again. I skated with Alex Staloc once at Rob Stubber's Goldcrease crease in Minnesota. Uh, Anyway, yeah, I I just think he's really solid. And uh, obviously Dubnik has been lights out for them in the past. And um, I just think they've got a really solid backbone in their goalies. And uh, uh, look look for him to make a little run.
0: You think Minnesota's going to make a run?
1: I think they, they have the potential to. They're not, like, a flashy team. Like, they don't have any real, like, superstars. Obviously, um, Parisi has been one, but he's obvi- he's getting up there. Um, former flyer Ryan Hartman is uh,
0: yeah, not a superstar, see, but he's uh, on the wild. Yeah, you see Michael Furland uh, speared Ryan Hartman on the bench during the game last night? I did not say that. Yeah, he fucking jackhammered him with his blade right in his gut, and he got fined today, I think, like, 5K. Oh, sure. But it was like it's bad. Like, um, Furlan got tied up or tangled up with someone at the bench, and Furlan was like, was kind of pulling on a stick. You know, when like a guy kind of fucks around with your stick towards the bench, he kind of grabs it and pulls it yeah. and fucks around. I would we'll do fucking, that when I was sitting we'll, on the bench. Exactly. We were we were the we were the kings of fucking around with guys when they came right up to the boards. I but, miss being a backup.
1: That was so fun.
0: Yeah, I also miss being a bench warmer. <laughs> but um they would uh then like Ferlin had his stick getting pulled and he fucking i don't even think it was hartman who was pulling his stick and he just fucking jams his like tail of his blade right into his gut <laughs> you see you see hartman like bend over in pain and i'm just like so he got fine. like at 5k is not that much like in the that grand scheme of things that's like a fucking changes. slap on the wrist um yeah. Yeah, no, it, but I didn't really catch the game. I know there was a pretty nasty fight. Uh, the Wild obviously took it to the Canucks. I had the Canucks winning in my betting pool. So, uh, fuck nice. you, Vancouver. And, uh, yeah. So, that was the first two nights of NHL play. And then we might as well just go over tonight, since we were kind of at the end of the night right now. Yeah. Uh, so, we had earlier, we had four to one Hurricanes, uh, the Rangers now are on the brink of being eliminated from the playing rounds. I uh, love this
1: headline from uh, New York Post: Rangers season on the brink after feeble loss to Hurricanes. <laughs> feeble loss. I mean that is accurate, but it's kind of it
0: was. It was uh, the, the Hurricanes are a good team, dude. Like, yeah. they were kind of a laughing stock for a couple years in terms of just like. No fans or anything, but they've slowly built themselves into like a pretty defensively sound team. You know, they got some good mm-hmm. talent. Uh, Sergeyev is really talented. Uh, Sebastian Sebastian Ajo, he's yeah. like one of those really underrated stars in the league. Uh, they got Aho Dougie Hamilton.
1: Ajo uh, had a playmaker, three assists.
0: Yeah. Uh, and, th- uh, and Sergey with the hat trick. And that was the first hat trick in Carolina hurricanes' history in the playoffs. oh wow, yeah. Um, that's up to him and then uh literally, it's actually okay. funny after yeah. the uh after the game, since there's no fans, they all like the team put hats in his locker.
1: Oh, that's cute
0: yeah that's that's good team bonding yeah uh
1: I don't know if I like the the hurricanes to go very far though.
0: Yeah, I don't. I think Peter Mrazek
1: is not instilled that much confidence in me.
0: But he's also playing a lot better than he did when he was on the Flyers last season. It's weird.
1: That's true. Yeah, he doesn't look too bad.
0: He doesn't look bad, but I don't think he's good. I don't think the Hurricanes are good enough to go. I think they're like a good team that'll give whoever they're playing a run, but I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're deep enough yet. I think they're missing a couple pieces. Yeah, I think they could play spoiler early on to like a, a yeah. top
1: ranked team.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was a good game today. Uh the Rangers have been pretty bleh the whole time. They haven't really shown that they've shown why they're not necessarily ready to compete. You know, they have some good pieces in place, but they're not Hank it Hank hasn't even been playing bad. It hasn't really been his fault.
1: Yeah, I mean he had a rough uh save percentage today. Thirty uh thirty saves on thirty-four shots. Yeah. But also I mean thirty-four shots is a bit much
0: yeah no the hurricanes were pouring it on the whole time it was uh rangers don't really just they just kind of look like they don't have anything left in the tank which is weird since they've had a break for four months but they don't yeah, yeah i don't know i think the hurricane i think the hurricanes are going to sweep the rangers i don't think they're hur- i don't think the rangers really have anything left i don't i mean panarin has been kind of non-existent besides his one goal like it hasn't been he hasn't shown why he's one of the why he's an MVP calendar, calendar caliber. Sounded yeah, out. You got it. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> MVP caliber hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Oh, you're still here. Uh, the am uh, always here. All right. After the Rangers game, we had the Jets and Flames. The Jets uh, tied the series with a 3 2 win. This was a nasty game again. I mean, there was just a lot of scrums, a lot of hitting. Um, these two teams. Are def- I mean, the Jets were definitely pissed off that Kachuk, what he did to Shifley, intentional or not intentional. Um, but it was still a pretty hard-hitting affair. The Capitals and the Lightning played in a round-robin game, which went to a shootout. The Lightning won 3-2. to two. This uh, The Lightning went up 2-0 very quickly. Capitals then stormed back to make it 2-2 and then it was a pretty back-and-forth game ever uh, up until the shootout. The Golden Knights and the Stars, another game where the Golden Knights went up 2 nothing, Or no, they went up one nothing. Then the Stars went up 3-1, and then the Golden Knights won real late 5-3. to three. Uh, the, honest, I
1: did not think that Vegas was in the playoffs. I completely forgot. I,
0: I thought the Stars had that game. And I also, yeah, no, Golden Knights are kind of have been kind of quiet this season. Not quiet, but I mean, maybe it's just because it's their third season. The hype's kind of died off a little bit. Maybe just yeah. people aren't putting as much effort into them as much. But they're still, they're a really good team, man. They're scary. I can yeah, see them they're making they're, they're another run this years. year. They uh, still
1: got all the main pieces from when they went to the finals. So I mean, yeah,
0: no, I mean, which says a lot about the expansion stuff, but... draft. Yeah. But uh, after the Golden Knights game, we just had the Penguins-Canadians game wrap up. The Penguins took that three to one, uh, which sounds more like it in terms of the game one result. I think the Penguins are the better team. It's nice know. to see. I mean, I don't Wait, think the Canadians are- price is are,
1: looking nice. No, price is looking
0: them. nice. The Canadians are a deeper, or the Canadians don't have anything player wise in terms of like the skill wise of the Penguins. I just think, like – Yeah, I'd like
1: to see more out of Druin for sure.
0: A Druin, Max Domi.
1: I mean, Druin had no shots tonight.
0: Yeah, I mean, Druin, I kind of forgot he was in the league.
1: Yeah, I mean, he had that whole issue with Tampa where he got sent down and then didn't show up.
0: Yeah, Um, I mean, like, he just hasn't really shown – like, he wasn't – what was he, second overall? I believe so, yeah. Yeah um yeah i mean i always kind of thought he was going to be better than he was like, i always thought he was going to be more of a dominant force like a mckinnon like i thought he was going to yeah. be kind of like how like it's w- was mcdavid the same year as uh eichel yep. like, kinda, like, it, yeah kind of like how like mcdavid and eichel you know they're kind of like both dominant forces in the league obviously mcdavid's better but that's because he was first like that's kind of yeah. how it goes um jerwin's kind of like you don't even know he was a second overall pick Yeah, I mean, you
1: could call him a bust, but, like...
0: I mean, he's he's still still talented. talented. Like, he's not, like, he's a bust. He just hasn't lived up to that second overall potential that I really thought he was going to... I personally had him pegged to be a fucking... I thought he was going to be the next guy for Tampa. Like, I thought it was going to be, like, a Stamko's druid one-two punch, and then it just... They traded him, and I was like, oh, shit. Like... um... It
1: definitely wasn't working out, so it's it's an interesting position for him to be in uh, Montreal where it's even more than like media scrutiny. Yep. When he's a guy who's historically had an attitude problem, but, um, yeah, I mean, we'll see where he, uh, where he goes, if he can actually turn it on and get a, get a point or two.
0: Um, yeah, so that's, I mean, that's really it for the, I mean, we have, uh, the Oilers and the Blackhawks are on right now. Oilers are up 2-1, but we uh we didn't really go in depth into one game, which is our main team that we really discussed, the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, they happened to play yesterday in their first round-robin game out of three. They take on the Washington Capitals on Thursday and then the Tampa Bay Lightning on Saturday, times to be announced so far, which it's weird that they haven't announced the – um the times yet figured they yeah. would have a schedule pretty pre-planned but uh that we'll probably Clops know them but on we'll probably know them by tomorrow but uh the to get into the game one the flyers took uh the first two points of the round robin from the bruins in a 4-1 victory it was for the first 10 minutes or so it was um it was really the carter art show uh the bruins you know had the showcase why they're the one of the better league better teams they were actually the best team in the nhl at that point the only team to hit 100 points uh they were pushing they were putting all the pressure on carter hart carter Hart uh, took to the task and then was it in the first period no it was in the second yeah, period in the second, yeah. yep michael roffel got a nice little pass from the top of the circle to the bottom of the circle from Travis Sandheim to a little uh, backhand over the left shoulder of Yaroslav Halak.
1: Every and goal in that game was just so nice.
0: It was. And yeah. None of them were
1: were, were were top corns.
0: Yeah. None of them were, none of them were like, you know, the greasy goal. They were all just like, up. Oh, yeah. we're going to, we're going to take a shot from the top of the circle and it's going to go fucking left corner top cheese.
1: Mm-hmm. Even Nate Thompson comes in with a snipe.
0: That, is the next goal we're going to talk about, which I <laughs> didn't even know Nate Thompson knew how to shoot the puck. Like these um, guys
1: weren't even on
2: their like first couple lines. This was like their back couple. Lines. No, these
0: are like the third and fourth line guys, the guys you don't like the guys you hope can contribute, but the guys you don't expect to essentially score all the goals.
3: Yeah. We've talked no, about this all before. All...
0: We have a deep team. Yeah, no, they're, mm-hmm. that's the thing is like drew Borchak Konechny, They didn't, I don't even think they, do they have any fucking points? No, none of them had any points. And the fact that our third and fourth line were able to do this, like next game, oh, dude, like those fourth line can't score, but oh, wait, Couturier, Konechny, Voracek, all those guys can, now they'll put up the puck. This is how depth scoring works. And this is something that the Flyers haven't, haven't had, like they haven't had this, this type of like, if some, if like Drew can't buy a goal, now I don't have to worry because, like, someone like fucking Nate Thompson can go bar down <laughs> from the yeah, top that's of the what circle. You need.
1: Yeah, you know, if you're, you're going to make a run, you need those guys who can fill in the gaps when the superstars aren't getting it done.
0: Yeah, no, that's just how – I that's
1: basically what the Blues did the entirety of last
0: year. Exactly. And this is why a lot of people are pegging the Flyers as the team to beat right now because they're just – there's something about them that a lot of other teams don't have. There's something – they're just – they're complete. They don't have like – yeah, it sucks Raffle's hurt, which we'll go into. Raffle was uh, intentionally or non intentionally slew-footed. I also don't think it was a dirty play. I just think it was a fluke accident. But um, you have someone like Michael Raffle who goes out, and now you have Joel Farabee who can slide in, who honestly is someone I think is going to be prominent – Player in the playoffs, a rookie who is going to eventually be a a really good to maybe even star player. He's got that potential, and you have him playing in his first playoffs. And who knows what could happen? He could be the he could be the kind of player who steals a game for you. You don't you don't even know like. It's just this team has players. If you can just plug in that we haven't had, we had players like Chris VanderVelde a couple of years ago, who, <laughs> who like you don't want to even be in a game when you, when you like need to replace a player. <laughs> you want to go. He's yeah. like your backdoor option.
1: Flyers have a real good, uh, like next man up mentality where yeah. you guys can just fill spots, and it's it's like without skipping a step, like they're really clicking. Um, I mean, and that's they're a tight knit group.
0: And that just goes to show that uh, the system that Elaine Mignot implemented is something that every player buys into. And it's not just, it doesn't matter who it is. It's just it's a pretty universal type of system that any guy can jump into and be like, all right, I respect the guy who's calling the shots and I respect my brothers. I want to make sure that I'm, You know, I want to make sure that I contribute. So that's, that's, and that's a championship winning mentality. That's how the blues won last year. It's how, it's how the Capitals won the year before that. It's, um, how the Penguins have won their two cups. I mean, it's just how, it's how these teams win. It's just got to make sure that you have a good deep pool of players. And to, I mean, it's, you kind of, the message we're kind of getting at is I, I do think the flyers are the team to be right now and i mean know that we're a flyers podcast but i mean just looking top to bottom the way they jumped back in and it's like they haven't even missed a step they're just a team that seems like they're just they're on a mission and you're only going to get deeper because you have someone like Oscar Limblom coming back into the bubble like you're going to have another weapon eventually so it's like it's not even. I,
2: I feel like trust the process was meant for the wrong team. Like,
0: yeah, no, because the Flyers, the Flyers were doing exactly the thing that the Sixers were wishing they were doing. They
2: they had the right building, just the wrong uh, franchise. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they just don't like. The Hextall. If the Flyers are able to like win a championship, then Hextall has just as much of a like a blueprint of what happened than uh chuck fletcher fletcher was essentially the guy who completed all the loose the loose pieces while hextall essentially built it because all these guys who are uh all these guys who are who are coming in and they're you know like a connect and a therapy and all these guys are guys who next all picked like it wasn't like it just happens that you needed someone like Fletcher to come in and get a Matt Niskanen get a Justin Braun get a Nate Thompson get a Derek Grant get these guys who have to who, who you need guys who have been in the league you can't just you can't just pick guys who are rookies you can't draft people you got to have someone who's able to take every piece that's there and mesh it into something and everything that Fletcher has done this year has been, it's, it's been spot on. There hasn't been a blip. There's, you know, everyone was kind of like, dude, why are you signing Brian Elliott over Cam Talbot? Because signing Brian Elliott was the thing you needed for Carter Hart to thrive, to be what he is. You sign someone like Cam Talbot and we have a goalie controversy probably. So every like Chuck Fletcher was the guy, like he just had like, he had the um fuck what's the word what? hindsight that was yeah he had he had the hindsight had for no, the yeah, vision the
2: vision well,
0: isn't isn't everything in hindsight hindsight is what backwards. happened in the
2: yeah it's like like oh if only wow. i knew covid fi- covid 19 was going to happen like
0: looking back he could have okay well the vision was what i was getting at but he had the vision like he knew I can't, there's things I have to do that maybe the fan base won't be a fan of, but I know that it's going to be for the benefit of the team. Like people were like, dude, what the hell are you doing? Why are you getting uh, Nate Thompson as a, as a trade deadline acquisition because he's a 35 year old veteran who knows what it's like to go to the distance in this league. He's been the two East to a Western and an Eastern conference final he has been in the league he knows he's a guy you can depend on depend on for everything he's a guy that you know that if you need to fill into a spot he's going to give you exactly what you expect of him he's not going to you know like it's just he's done he's done everything you need and i mean chuck fletcher I, he should be a gm of the year uh av's been he's a coach of the year finalist i mean this AV team has, should win it
1: but he definitely won't
0: It'll be John just Tortorella. Because,
1: yeah, just because like that's obviously that's an insane story, and yeah. like, props to him, he deserves it. But like, yeah.
0: no, AV, if John Tortorella didn't it. do what he did with Columbus, AV's the coach of the year. But um, no, AV took a team that essentially like with Dave Haxall, they didn't. Uh, they were they were a team that just needed a guy who had a good message. Like, they Which just need to
1: me is that this year started. I'm a little bit shifting gears, but like, they started this season with losing to HC Lausanne in Switzerland. And uh, AV was, I mean, he was getting some shit, obviously for that, but like able to keep the course and uh, steer the ship in the right direction to get exactly.
0: And I mean, like, I it was expected that they were gonna be a little bit sloppy in the beginning because you have a new. System, but I mean, once they really got going, it was just head on, and that's the thing too that you notice about the way they played Sunday is it's not even. I don't think they're they were a hot team. They were they're just a good team. Oh, There's they a, were hot, all right. No, if they were a hot team, then they would have probably fizzled out at, at when they came back. But they're just they're a sound good team. They did every, like it didn't look like they. They took a four-month break. It looked like they're just – they're meant to do something great this season. And, nice rip from the Blackhawks. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm, a little, um, I'm a little behind right now, so I'm probably about to see it. Yeah, I don't know. I just – I have a lot of faith in this team right now. And, I mean, even seeing these other teams where they're playing, I can pinpoint little, like, things that they have wrong with them. Dude, I can't think of anything that the Flyers had wrong with them on Sunday. The first 10 minutes were kind of sloppy, but that's expected from the rust.
1: Yeah, they were slow to start, but I think most teams have been. So it's not terribly concerning. And by the end of the game, they were dominating. And the the biggest turning point was when they let up that goal and then literally seven seconds later, they put another one back in the net. And, and i was talking
0: burns. to uh, I was talking to jim earlier about this the the difference in there was i talking to you, jim about this
2: yeah well what what are what's your thought
0: the thing about the thing about um harder heart no the the flyers letting up a goal that oh yeah well, and they
2: that, let up a shitty goal but like they answered right back they didn't let... yeah
0: like, and Stop give that and... five more years like five years previous and that would have been the flyers being after a quick goal they would have been scored on but yeah I don't know it's just been it's been it's an exciting ride and I'm like I'm glad that you know the flyers are gonna I think the Drew's even said this is the deepest team he's ever been on like the guys just know they can do something good they just know that they're ready to do something and with the whole Limblom storyline I mean it just feels like it's. It feels like it's one of those things where like it's just meant to be. And the way that the whole coronavirus thing ordeal has happened, them playing in another city. Like, if the Flyers are gonna win a championship, it's gonna be in some weird type of fucking circumstance. And this is the perfect. It'd be very Philly.
1: Yeah, it'd be a very Philly thing to win this cup
0: of all. And not be all. able to have a parade because that's essentially what we're gonna have. <laughs> yeah they better like, delay still delay on until one anyway. i can actually go yeah i mean it's not gonna matter i will go get coronavirus if i have to <laughs> we'll just have a uh
3: an unofficial protest or something
0: yeah so we'll just go a little bit over the the game and then i guess we'll call it an episode because there's really nothing else that's kind of i mean it's just games 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 right now there's not there's no news really i mean there was a suspension with the Blackhawks, but we'll just go into the Flyers' score. The we'll lay down the scoring, and then we'll call it an episode. This is a good episode. Yeah, um,
1: That's the one I've been on so far.
0: Exactly, you're one for one. Yeah. Um, all right. So we talked about the Michael Raffle goal. Uh, he scored a nice little backhand goal. Um. And then we had uh, Nate Thompson with his f- weird fucking bar down like. Where'd that come from? Type goal. It reminds me, remember in the 2010 playoffs when it was, I think it was game one, or was it, it was either game one or game two? The Ben Eager scored like a fucking wicked wrister. And remember those, like, it was because it's the cup type things where it was like the slow mo and then it would like rewind the, you remember what I'm talking about?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If well, ben Eager, backwards.
0: Yeah, yeah. Ben Eager's goal was the fucking one they replayed every time after he scored against the Flyers in like game two of the final um but that's what that goal reminded me of it was like this fourth line grinder who just fucking had like this one explosive shot of his career yeah uh it was a and a really sick uh top right corner pick um and then we had the i forget who scored for the bruins but he gave up uh wagner it was a really shitty um Kind of like a fluky goal. I mean, it kind of just—I think it went right under Carter Hart's right pad and kind of just—it yeah, was under just it. like a
1: bounce, a uh, deflection off a Hag's foot.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. No, it was a it was a deflection Total off of fruit. a foot. Um And then eight seconds after that, Philly Myers skates up the ice and puts a top left corner shot, just a wicked wrister. Yeah, it was tasty. To, to take a three-one lead, and then. Scott Lawton decides in the third quarter, third quarter, fourth (laughs) period. Oh, my God. Maybe we've been recording too long. (laughs) Third period. um, He decides to go down the ice and take a fucking nasty snapper over over his shoulder. And did you notice that Halak seemed to be really far out of his net on every shot? Like, it seemed like he was really far out. Like I'm not going to yeah. take away from the from the goals, but it seemed like he was playing the puck a little too he was playing it way too out instead of like cup, he I feel like he wasn't covering the net or he was letting Yeah, even, I'm
1: watching it back again. It looks like he was a little um like overcompensating short side.
0: Yeah. And, and uh, I mean, that's not always going to happen with the players like being able to hit those corners because there's some that there's some days when I mean, no matter what shot you take, the goalie just feels like he's always there. But, I mean, if, if a guy's shooting, if he's shooting right, I mean, he's always going to nail that wide open corner, which it feels like was always there up the ice. Yeah, um, yeah but it was a, it was a really all-round complete effort. Even though the top two lines didn't score, they still played really well defensively. The Bruins didn't look great. They, uh, they looked a little sluggish. I mean, it's only one round robin game, so I'm not going to hold it up. I'm not going to hold too much of it up to anything. But, I mean, I'm going to be the first to say that I think that the – like the whole David Pasternak, uh COVID-19 debacle definitely fucked up a little bit of their, like, mojo because they were worrying about, um you know – they were trying to figure out like how do we go about this without him in our lineup, but we know we're going to get him. So I feel like it kind of—I don't think it's going to matter come playoff time, but I just think that that's why they've been looking so sluggish. So um, yeah, I mean, yeah, they just didn't be they, interested
1: in, in what their uh, their next game looks like because they were not great in the uh, in their first preseason.
0: Yeah, no, there was it was this really end their exhibition game it. that they didn't look great in. So it wasn't like it was just this wasn't a fluke. It, they just don't look like they have it. Like they just look odd. And part of me thinks like I don't know they. I think they're like their windows closing on like them being a contender. But you know when like a contender gets to the end of the road and it feels like they just don't have it anymore. Like I feel like that's just the Bruins. Like I feel like they're going to be an early exit type team. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I
1: wouldn't be totally surprised if they drop to the third or fourth seed
0: yeah i mean i think it's gonna be i was thinking today when i was watching the tampa and uh, washington game i think in order for the flyers to be able to uh, advance to the stanley cup final they're gonna have to go through potentially both but either tampa or uh, washington because i think that washington's still uh, has the skill level to compete for a Stanley Cup, and I think Tampa after last year is going to be a hard test. So I feel yeah. like it's going to be between those three teams in the East who are going to compete for a Stanley Cup. If if, but I I do think the Flyers just have the most complete team because I think the thing that affects Tampa is uh, they don't have Stamkos, they don't have. Um, there's someone else they're missing too. I noticed that they were missing today, but they're missing pieces that. Mm-hmm. They need they, – they obviously – like Stamkos I don't think has played in like a full playoff in his entire career. Like I don't think he's – I think he's always injured with something. And like he's a big piece you want there. And I don't know. It's just – it kind of seems like it's going to be um, – I think it's going to be between those three teams. The Flyers, Washington, Tampa are really going to be the teams that are going to be to beat in the East. So, yeah. I don't know. I think that's about it, though, boys, because my voice is starting to hurt. That was a lot of talking.
1: <laughs> yeah, we've been going.
0: Yeah, I forgot I have two other co-hosts. You guys there? Proud yeah. of you. did great. <laughs> good, good job. You guys have anything to give in, or are, you, are we good? Go Fly Guys.
3: Yeah, yeah let's go Flyers.
0: Um, I'm glad for your input. Um, <laughs> uh, all right, let's get out all the all – the Wait, cool.
3: I do want to say the uh, – guy that's been controlling the uh fan noises was on point like
0: like no i'll 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 say i'll say that they've done a really good job on nbc of um like i there's been times when i've forgotten there weren't fans yeah like a lot of like your like crowd reactions like i didn't even notice and they did the really good job around the arena of like the bordering of the seats in the front row like it you, you forget that there's supposed to be people there because you're so yeah, focused it looks on the. so part. much
1: better than uh, the MLB with the cardboard cutouts. Yeah. <laughs> hey, don't mock the cardboard. The- <laughs> I, I think it's fun.
2: It's its own thing. But
0: uh, but uh, it's distracting.
3: It reminds you it's Don't an empty stadium. stadium.
0: But also, like, baseball yeah. doesn't have things moving constantly. So you're going to sit there and you're going to notice that there's some weird carpet <laughs> cutout of Howard Eskin <laughs> in the fucking <laughs> fourth seat. Bro,
2: Larry I McCutcheon. Can't believe, <sighs> I can't believe they put uh,
0: Angelo Cataldi. Um, that's oh,
3: just my God. Yeah, I saw that.
0: Oh, uh, but – yeah, no, I I really like. I think the NHL's done a fantastic job in terms of like the presentation of the arenas and like the big the big screens that they have on. That they'll like it'll be the camera focusing on like the screen and they'll be playing on the screen what the TV's supposed to kind of like be looking at. It's it's mm-hmm. um it's fun and also even like St. Louis last night got into it when they had the uh they had something along the lines of like the crowd attendance for tonight is zero <laughs> enjoy uh, yeah, watching sure. at home or something and it's just like i don't know it's funny that the nhl kind of has that sense of humor about it like it's gonna suck in january when we still don't have fans and it won't be as funny but um <laughs> we're not there yet though yeah we'll get into that when we get there but um they I'll... found the
2: cure it was inside gritty the entire
0: time. <laughs> Gritty just had to fucking jerk off all over um, COVID patients. I guess it's kind of weird. If, well, there it is. Yep, I found it. I found the cure. They've been hiding it from us. But uh, <laughs> all right, let me get into the old uh, the shtick and then let's, let's call it a night, boys. Uh, you can follow us on at Stick Energy on Twitter. Capital S, capital E. You can follow me at Eric underscore rare 11 uh, plug your shit boys. All right. I'll go first. Uh, you can follow me at Jimmy
1: Coleman. You, can follow, me.
2: you can follow me.
3: You can follow me at Nick nine.
1: I'm going to look up what my Twitter handle is. I forget. <laughs> I think it's Nick L Madsen.
0: And it, I'm not going to pretend that I know what it is, but I'm pretty sure I know what it is.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. Nick L Madsen. Don't follow me. Um, it's it's my personal collection, just for me.
0: Okay. Don't follow him. You heard it. Uh, make sure to like and review our podcast on all your podcasting, you know, places that you get podcasts. Uh, we will admit that we've noticed that our Apple Podcasts and Spotify have been a little bit wonky. So hopefully by the end of this episode, there's, they're actually on there. We're trying to figure out why it's not uploading there. So right now you can listen to all the episodes on Anchor and you can listen up to like, potentially, I think it's last week's episode is on Spotify. I don't know. It's been really fucking frustrating to try to figure out why it's not working, but um Yeah. If it's not on there, go straight to Anchor to listen. If it's on Spotify, then completely ignore what I'm saying right now. And, yeah, I think I hit Jimmy, I, think, I said, don't follow me. <laughs> <Sorry>.
1: You completely <laughs> misheard okay, my directions.
0: directions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Unfollow. Am I allowed to follow you, Nick? Yeah, you're already in there. Uh, I'm, I I'm, I'm, I'm inside. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, – I think that's it, boys. I don't know. Um, how do you feel, Nick? How do you feel after episode one?
1: Good. Uh, a little. Uh, a little tired, honestly. Yeah. No. There's. I haven't done this much thinking.
0: Yeah. In a while. It's, it's it. It takes your soul. <laughs> My throat's a little dry. Um, there's a lot of talking, but uh, you're welcome back anytime. I think. Uh, I think Jim and other Nick will happen to say that they appreciate you here because they didn't have to say fucking shit this entire episode don't think i didn't notice you guys said about eight words
1: this
3: was the easiest check ever yeah
0: wait you're getting
1: fucking paid no other nick (laughs) also did bad listening but uh i guess i'll allow it
0: (laughs) um but yeah i think uh we would like to have you back on nick uh anytime you want to come back on and uh yeah yeah
1: that's good you know you got you got my number
0: yeah i'll have my people call your people
1: i'm my own people
0: all right well i'll call you because i'm my people okay cool all right well uh with everyone here at the greatest of philadelphia i'm eric i'm jim i'm nick i'm also here (laughs) all right he's awesome have a have a great night everyone and uh let's uh let's get three and zero on the round robin let's let's take that number one seat i think uh it doesn't really matter but you know it'll be nice it'll be nice uh jerking off material when we win the cup and then we can say haha, we were also first
1: do we have an outro song can i pick it
0: um yeah i mean i last week it was the feel the shake
1: oh wait do we have an intro song could i pick that
0: you can also pick that last week it was shoot the thrill by ac dc this week i don't know what's going to be it might be uh mambo shoot. number five hey <laughs> yeah okay i mean it'll. Yes. I'll, I'll make it mambo number five i think that would be a fun that's one <laughs> yeah all right uh this is wait do you want the mambo number five to be the outro or the intro Mmm. that's a tough question do you want it to be both I guess just yeah. playing through or, the or entire... no monster monster mash as
1: the outro Mama <laughs> number five is the intro all right. playing the entire time of the
2: podcast just in the background. just on
0: repeat yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right sure um fine. this is mumbo number five signing off Cheers.